0: This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. I'm
1: here with Allison today. We're going to talk about Child support, how child support's calculated, uh, what is income, how's the front of the court impacted, and how's it generally calculated in the state of Michigan?
0: With respect to income, the income for the purposes of child support is vastly different than the income that you put on your tax return. Uh, That's because there are self-employed individuals that can take depreciation or other types of deductions that simply are not allowable for child support purposes. When we're talking about child support, I often just describe it to people as uh, whatever money you can put in your pocket is a dollar that can be counted for child support. Uh, Not so with Uncle Sam.
1: Yeah, Allison makes a very good uh, point. What we tell our clients is income is really everything. So we're really trying to capture all of the income. So even though it's not income for tax purposes, it's certainly income for calculation of child support we have a formula here that we use and we sort of refer to it as garbage in, garbage out. And so what you do is you enter into the formula, computerized formula, and you enter the number of overnights, Uh, the number of overnights drastically impacts child support. So the more overnights there are, the less child support there's going to be being paid by the non-custodial parent. So we enter into the formula, we put in everybody's income, we find out how much you're paying for the medical insurance just for the children, we load in the number of overnights, and we load in how you are uh, declaring your taxes, whether you're single or head of household, or married if you're subsequently remarried, and then the formula puts out a number for us, and that's the child support amount. So you can see how it's garbage in, garbage out, if the numbers aren't correct, then you get an incorrect number. And if they are correct, then you get the correct child support number.
0: And to complicate that a little bit further, there are instances in which there may have been a stay-at-home parent. And so when we talk about what's the income that we're going to use to uh, calculate child support for that parent, what we often see is that we have to impute income, which means we are going to treat them as though they have income that they don't really have and put them in the formula as though they they have that income because quite frankly, the court looks at it as though both parents need to provide support for the child and the court's going to look at what type of job that person, even if they choose to stay home, could get and what income they could make if they chose to do it.
1: What Allison's talking about is also referred to in the formula as an imputation of income. And we generally see that, that the courts will impute something. They don't always run it at a zero because they think everybody's capable of going out and getting some type of job, even if it's just a minimum wage job. So you will see that imputation that occurs. And then the other area that we see it is if you voluntarily quit your job. Exactly. If you voluntarily
0: quit your job, you can expect to pay child support at your prior wages Um, so if you decide for the purposes of your divorce that you are going to be vindictive and you decide that you are going to just quit your job and go get a much lower paying job uh, good for you but you still have to face the reality of the
1: income that you left on the table and that higher number is going to be used for the purposes of your support calculation so when you get that number that comes out in the child support formula um, then the question is who's going to collect that money Exactly. And
0: that's what we use the front of the court for. So the front of the court is an arm of the court. It's used for the purposes of enforcement of support. And what the front of the court will do is uh, they have a, a electronic system, the MISDU, in which all the payments go through. Uh, there's income withholding, uh, thanks to Gloria Allred, a famous attorney, And what that means is that your spouse or whoever's, or former spouse, whoever's paying the child support will automatically have a deduction on their paycheck. So every time they get paid, the person collecting support will
1: also get paid. So the other issue that comes up again, and once you do have the number is, can you deviate from that number that comes out of the formula? And the answer to that is yes, the court can deviate. And there are approximately twenty-four. 21 uh, deviation factors in those include Uh, but are not always limited to uh, because the court has a general catch-all for any other reason, Uh, but they look to see whether or not the child has any special needs. Does the child have some sort of mental or physical impairment that causes the cost of raising that child to be out of what is the norm, which is what the child support formula is trying to send uh, to you. It also looks at any extraordinary educational expenses. It may uh, give you a break for the private school tuition in the formula, but then the question is, is there really something extraordinary where a child maybe has a special need and is being sent to a boarding school at a state, then the court's gonna factor that in when it considers the child support amount. The court can also uh, look to uh, whether or not the parent is a minor because oftentimes we still have uh, minor children who uh, are having kids and the court can look to that as well too. They can look to what other uh, property award that you have received in the case uh, for the support of the children and also look at whether or not there's been a voluntary reduction, uh, whether or not there's bonuses and frankly, whether or not there's a child who actually uh, earns an income. So your lawyers can argue for deviation from the amount um, that comes out of the formula, and that's really contained in the child support formula, which you can find online, and it'll give you those uh, factors in which you can do that. But as Allison mentioned too, the uh, child supports generally Collected by the front of the court, <clears throat> or you can hire uh, an attorney to do that, uh, which we do through our collection agency that Allison and I also own, and it was established to help individuals uh, collect their child support, spousal support, and property settlements a lot faster than going through the front of the court. So, if you're somebody out there listening that has a large amount that's due and owing to you, and you're not getting it, you should give us a call, and we can probably expedite that collection for you. And make sure that we get it for you. The other uh, thing that we should probably mention is if any third parties are paying any routine expenses for you.
0: That can be included as income for the purposes of child support. So that that income definition, as we're talking about uh, today, is really a very broad, all-encompassing income definition. The other thing I think we really need to touch on is the fact that child support is always modifiable. So the number that you get as part of your divorce case or a custody case can always change. And a lot of people expect or think that the child support can only be looked at every three years. Well, that's incorrect because the statute says that the friend of the court is obligated to look at it every three years. They send out a letter that says, check the box, yes or no, do you want to have an income review? But the reality is that anyone can file a motion at any time as long as there's a a sufficient change of circumstance, which could be loss of health care, increase in health care premiums, someone gets a new job, someone gets a better job, more income, less income, someone loses a job, all of those are reasons to modify support.
1: One other thing that we want to mention here too is daycare. Oftentimes the daycare costs are included in the formula. We try to avoid putting those in there because the daycare cost changes so frequently that you don't want to have to be redoing a child support order every single time. So a tip is to really just pay the daycare outside of the child support amount so that you just have a specific amount. But the thing that you need to be careful of with daycare, if it's in the... Uh, formula and there's actually a payment being made, you have an obligation to the friend of the court and to the court to notify them in the event that that daycare is reduced. Uh, We see cases where uh, the recipients of the support are continuing to get the daycare cost that was calculated in the formula, and there is no daycare. If you keep doing that, you'll find yourself uh, with a problem of having to pay that back because you've received something that you're not supposed to receive. And then also the daycare generally only goes until... August 31st of the 12th year of the child. So when the child reaches the age 12, you can have it through August. And then after that, it's only if you really petition the court and the court decides to extend the daycare, which they could if you have a special needs child or safety issues are paramount with respect to the child, the court could order a continuation of the daycare. But as a general rule, it ends uh, in August of the 12th uh, birthday.
0: And another important tip or note, especially if you're the person that's paying child support, is that you cannot retroactively modify the amount. So if you have a, if you experience a job loss or a loss of income, you want to be at the courthouse steps with your paperwork in hand ready to file that petition to reduce your support. Otherwise, every month that ticks by is another lost opportunity on your behalf because it can't be retroactively modified. You can't get the money back.
1: Yeah, so Allison makes a good point because people ask us that all the time. Well, can I just go back and change my support Retroactively, and as Allison indicated, the answer to that is just absolutely no. So your retroactive date starts from the time that you file your motion to modify child support. Uh, Then you can go back after your hearing to that date, but otherwise you can't. Another big important factor with uh, child support that everybody needs to recognize too is that it is uh, not taxable. So the person who is receiving the child support doesn't have to declare it on their tax return and the person who's paying it doesn't get a deduction for that either.
0: And then finally, uh, you're going to be able to consider yourself an expert if you can get your mind around this concept because most lawyers can't even do it. But with respect to uninsured medical expenses, the state of Michigan assigns each child a average medical amount. It's called the ordinary medical amount. And for one child in Michigan at the current time, it's $403. So in your child support order, you will have a percentage of uninsured medical costs that you will be responsible for. The person receiving this support also receives this ordinary medical amount from the other party. So the way that's calculated is based on those percentages. For instance, if it's an 80-20 split, you would have the paying person would be the 80% they would be paying you their 80% of that $403 every single month as part of that ordinary medical amount. So they're almost prepaying for those uninsured expenses. So the person receiving support has the obligation to keep track of those expenses and to note when they hit the $403 per child, because after that, that's when the percentages apply. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com for additional information.